Welcome to another episode of Totally Unbiased Sports with Josh and Kellen and guest. It's episode 71. Kellen, do you want to introduce our guest after I give you my number 71 of Evgeny Malkin? Three-time Stanley Cup champion. People forget that. The 101st best player in the NHL. Um, he will not let people forget that. And he had the assist on Sidney Crosby's 500th career goal. Credit his Instagram. So, yeah. Kellen, who's Way your go, 71? Gino. And who's our guest? Uh, my seventy-one is Isra- my seventy-one is Israel Adonage, uh, really good player for the Bears for a couple years. Uh, I like him a lot. And uh, but more importantly, our guest is Trey Tucker returning for. Is this your third time on the show now? This is. This is the third time on the show. Okay. Well, welcome back. Uh, second I- time as a guest, though, right? It is the second time as a guest. Um, you know, easing me into the host role slowly here, so... Yeah, who are you trying to kick out as host? Because well, it's, it's a co-host, like, one of us... It's two at a time, that's the thing. Listen, there's no need to kick anybody out. This this is more like a hostile takeover at this point. Um, I don't want to spoil any surprises, but as one of y'all will find out, the the odds are about to be heavily in one of y'all's favors by the end of the night. Interesting. Okay, we'll see We'll see, uh, We'll see. see where that goes. I think it's kind of like... like like Star Wars, like you can only have two Sith Lords at one time. It's like Count Dooku when he introduced Anakin, he really screwed himself over. I introduced Tucker, maybe, maybe I'm screwing myself over. I don't know. Yes, uh, for sure. But Tuck, how's it going? How, how how you been lately? No, no complaints. No complaints. I mean, lots of complaints, but no complaints at the same time. Obviously, uh, since I've been on, the Braves won the World Series. I don't know if y'all knew that or not, but the, the Braves are your world champions. Yeah, uh, the World Series winning Atlanta Braves, um, first time since '95. The only place we're gonna get a World Series recap in February, right here. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I'll listen. Go. Out of all the important news right now, that's probably number one. Um, so just want to go ahead and put that out there in case y'all missed it. There's some there's some pretty significant stories happening in sports this week that we'll cover, but uh, that that's good. Uh, it's been a good sports year for you. I mean, you got you got the Braves, you got Baylor. I, did you know Baylor won the national championship? I, this actually, I found out earlier today that the Baylor Bears are the reigning, defending NCAA national champions. That's weird. Uh, in, in many sports, one of which being men's basketball. Interesting. Yeah, I. Who would have thought? It's it's just weird. Uh, Josh, we're gonna turn you into a Baylor fan. Turn this whole show into a Baylor podcast. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it, it already has happened. Has it? Yeah. It's it's happening. You don't realize it, but it's happening. No, I think Baylor winning a national championship has actually had the opposite effect on oh. me. <laughs> That's disappointing. <laughs> yeah, I was just one of your best I, friends went there. I don't I, know. It's kind of like, know. I don't know, like, you may remember back in 2010, like, I did pull for a certain team after mine got eliminated in the Stanley Cup playoffs, and then I turned out to despise that same hockey team about two years later because of their fans. Um, but not because of me. how unbearable they were. No, it's was not. It, because was it me? Okay, no, it well, it's me. me this time, it feels like. No, I, 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 I don't <laughs> think you can name a single unbe- unbearable, pun intended, Bears fan. Are we talking Chicago Bears or Baylor Bears? Baylor right? Bears. Okay. None. I literally can name two 
Yeah, like, like you like there isn't that many. There's not yeah. that many. Plus, it's, uh, there's even less reason to hate. Your I'm fan by association. Sorry, it's just it, you're, it's already happened at this point. <sighs> uh, but we could we could jump into some of the sports news from this week. I mean, it's it's kind of a uh, it, some big stories happened. Kind of a slow week though, just because there's no more football. Uh, we we can't recap the Super Bowl twice. I mean, we could, but that wouldn't really be that fun. Nah. Uh, but to me, w- one of the biggest things that I want to start with is uh, Jawan Howard. Oh, Jawan Howard, man. Yeah, Jinx. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you guys saw this. Uh, Michigan gets their doors blown off by Wisconsin. What else is new? They've been having a terrible season all year. People crowned them the best team in the Big Ten before the season started. What are you going to do? They're terrible. Okay? It happens. Uh, Juwan Howard's getting blown out. His team's getting blown out. Down 20. They decide to start pressing Wisconsin. Wisconsin calls a timeout because they're about to get a 10-second violation. Juwan Howard takes exception to that. Says something to Greg Gard in the handshake line. He originally wasn't going to shake Greg, Greg Gard's hand. Decides to shake his hand. Says something to him. There's a little scrum breaks out. And he doesn't punch a coach in the face. It looks like he's going to punch. Opens his hand at the last second, yeah. slaps him, then brings it back and closes fist. I thought that was a really smart play on his part because you're getting you're getting fired if you throw a punch. That's just a suspension with the slap. Really, really high IQ play by him. And then just also to not appear like a total bitch who just slaps someone, brings it back in the fist so people do think that he punched him. So after further yeah. review, it was a slap. I mean, what are you guys' thoughts on this whole situation here? I wish it was a punch. Um, yeah. I think this is just like this is the classic Michigan story. I mean, if you people don't really follow Big Ten hockey either, but if you look at Michigan's hockey roster, they brought everybody back. They have like f- four guys that were like first round picks. They sent a couple guys to the Olympics, and they're just an average hockey team. They're not running away with it. Same with the basketball team. They bring everybody back. They're supposed to be this wagon. They're supposed to be a basketball school. I'm not really sure what Michigan is. Do we know? Like, they're not a football school. They're not a basketball school. school. Yeah. They're, they're not. Academic. They're not a fencing school because that's Notre Dame. So, like, <laughs> Clearly. obviously, not, not sure what they are. They are a slapping school, apparently. And it did bring me great joy. I do live in Michigan, so just everyone rushing to either defend him or crucify him, because where I live is kind of a mixture of both Michigan and MSU fans. So it's really, really great. I. I like it. I like some added flair. There's a storyline going into the tournament and everything, and I honestly think coaches should be able to throw more punches. Like, oh, I think fighting should. Wow. I think we should have cage matches, like coaching cage matches. Just let him settle it. Yeah, I mean, if he if he accidentally connected with a player, he's gone too. That's the thing. He picked oh, yeah. he picked the fight correctly. More. I mean, they're Josh wants more fighting. Interesting. Balls. Okay, uh, Tuck. I'd love to hear your thoughts. I mean. It. I will say, I don't think we should say they're just kids. I mean, they're all 18 or older. I mean, there's a few, you know, that joined in the spring, maybe 17, but for the most part, it's really just men being men. I mean, it, I, I kind of agree with Josh there. I want to see some swinging. Um, so we should player, more. So everyone should be punched, not just I'll, the coach. Listen. I so he said, did he, did he set a good, me. did he set a good example for the players? Is that what I'm hearing? No, you're, you're hearing that he blew an opportunity to set a good example. When he turned that punch into a slap, he blew an opportunity. Listen, if every game had a 50-50 shot of being Malice of the Palace, every game for every team would sell out forever. That's just the way it is. Like, 
if everyone oh, yeah. thought there's a chance I could go watch an absolute insane brawl tonight, I might like get some action in the stands. Every game would sell out forever. No, no 50-50 is far too high because at that point it's just you you could be watching walking into something dangerous. I think like five percent would be better. People like danger. It shouldn't it shouldn't be But not it, that much. No, the question when you're walking into the arena should not be will there be a fight tonight? It should be what players are going to fight tonight? I'm fine that, with that, should too. Be, that should be your question as you roll up to a basketball arena. And I think it would make basketball very enjoyable for the casual basketball fan like me. Like, I'm, I, it's getting to that time of the year where I'm going to realize that ba- basketball is a sport and I'm going to get really into it for about three days. Um, so, at the so beginning just, of March Madness and that's it. Just and to make sure I'm hearing, sorry, sorry yeah. to cut you off. Just to make sure no, I'm no, hearing no. both of you correctly. Uh, Josh wants more of this talk thinks it was bad because it was a slap and not a punch. Yes. I think it was good that we're finally gotcha. seeing some gotcha. altercation, but it's bad that it was a slap and not a punch. I mean, really, though, I, I think one of the things you missed, Kellen, in your recap, it, you started to talk about it. Jawan Howard is actually going to walk by without shaking his hands. He's actually going to not do anything, like just let himself get punked like that, let his team get punked it, like that. Um, and then Greg, the other coach, actually puts his hands on him and stops him. So in yeah. my opinion, Juwan Howard kind of looked like a wimp twice then. Not only did he turn a punch into a slap, but he let another grown man, after punking him, put his hands on him and stop him from walking away. And he didn't actually full swing on him. And in fact, yeah. I'll, I'll make that a triple. I think he looked went three times. He then went and slapped the assistant coach, not even the guy that put his hands on him. And yeah. it was like, I mean, in my opinion, I, I would equate no that to me getting mad at somebody and punching their mom. Yeah. I would say also, like, I mean... In some cultures, like, not shaking someone's hand might be more disrespectful than punching them in the face. There's probably a culture out there that that's a thing. So, just... Could be. There, in some cultures, that is, that's very true. But, yeah, I mean, no as, situational as, awareness. Going after as, the wrong guy. It's yeah. happened to me. It ha- a similar thing actually happened to me when I got kicked out of my men's league game. They came after the wrong guy. They said that I was the one that slammed someone's head into the glass forcefully, when in reality it was my head that was going into the glass forcefully, but I got suspended for it. So, like, I know what it it feels like to get the wrong guy, but, you know. Yeah. As as someone who has been uh, punched in the face before, you know, I think we do need more of that. I I won't say who the the culprit is, uh, but it was Josh, uh, after after all. Um, And it was a slap. I thought... Tuck, you, you did make a good point there that, uh, like, Juwan Howard, it was a bad look for him. I think the big thing that made it look bad was he waited for the hold-me-back guy to get there because he had about five feet of separation between that punch. You know, it's just it, the guy's not going to be able to retaliate in any way because there's just a mob of people in between the two of them. That's that's what makes it, it – you punch and run. It's That's, that's cowardly as well. And one thing I think that speaks to the, I don't want to say quality, because I feel like it's giving too much credit, but the type of player that you have at the University of Michigan is they watch their coach throw hands, and only about three of those players actually joined him on that. I, I feel like that speaks volumes for about how poor Jawan Howard probably is as a coach in terms of the way he brings the team together. I mean, if that was a team that I was on or that, you know, it was one that I'd coached or something, if I'm throwing hands, I fully expect my team to be 100% in there with me. If one of us is going to be suspended, we're all going to be suspended, but we're going to make sure we get everybody before you know they get us. 
Um, so yeah. I was very disappointed in the Michigan uh, team, the rest of the coaches. Uh, the Wisconsin players, in my opinion, did more uh, supporting their own guy than the Michigan players did, which after you punk them, I guess, makes sense. I mean, Wisconsin and the university, the institution itself, comes and backs up their guy by did by just paying his fine, saying like, hey, we win as a team, we lose as a team, we're in this together. Michigan just pointing fingers. They're a bunch of individuals over there. Wisconsin's a real team. That's why they're my sleeper going into the tournament right now. Yeah, yeah. Hey, they're they're playing like a unit. They're fighting like a unit. That's a that's a big uh, team building moment right there for them for sure. Oh yeah. Uh, all right, let's take a quick break. We'll be back with more of the show, so stay tuned. Hey, Michael Spillman here for the Flash Hauler Driving App, a convenient app for on-demand furniture moving, vehicle towing, and courier service. If you like being out on the road, not having people breathing down your neck, pressuring you to get stuff done by deadlines and time limits, join our fleet on the Flash Hauler Driving App. Earn money by driving your pickup or van, be your own boss, making your own schedule, not to mention the feeling of helping truckless people getting their furniture moved to wherever they need. If vehicle towing is more in your arena, we provide that service as well. And if you don't have a truck or a van, no worries. The app enables you to do courier gigs. It's an easy process to sign up and get approved to be part of the Flash Hauler Hero team. Be proud of what you do while you do it at your convenience. So what are you waiting for? Grab your phone, download, and install the Flash Hauler, that's F-L-A-S-H-O-L-R driver app, or visit our website, H-O-L-R-apps.com, getting it hauled in a flash. This segment on Elevation 5280 Sports is brought to you by the Flash Hauler Driver app, helping people move in a flash. One other thing I do want to address about this, uh, I was I was scared because I was pretty much doing what you guys were doing, where I'm pretty much just dogging Michigan this whole time. Michigan, you suck. Well, Jawan Howard, you suck. What are you doing? I mean, like we're, none of us are Michigan fans. Maybe we shouldn't make fun of them so much. But uh, I w- there was a brief second where I was nervous because I was just like, oh, shoot. What if the guy said something like, like a slur right then because I had about three tweets out there that were doing some damage online <laughs> and and I was just like oh man these are out there now if if something comes out that like this was racist I'm I'm done like it's, I, it's I, 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 I picked the wrong side already so that's bad no see I don't think you did because I think it's too late I think a lot like what uh the little man Miles Garrett tried to do where a year later he claims it's racist or because of a slur. It's too late at that point. Wait, People have already decided that, the issue. Say that one more time for me. The little man, Miles Garrett. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Well, now we're, dead. Now we're getting into the Steelers. Thank we you. Got a Steelers fan here. That's oh, actually, Josh, that, that's actually a good transition, Kellen. It brings me up to the question I wanted to wait, ask. Wait, 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 wait. Before, before you do that, I just wanted to recognize my tweet and that we have officially made it. Oh, as yeah. totally unbiased sports because man, I put this tweet out there insulting Michigan and then people it was I was making fun of Michigan, but it looked like I was taking their side. So people from both sides, Wisconsin fans and Michigan fans were both coming at me, and then they see that I have Baylor in my bio, and you can imagine some of the stuff that was said to me there. And I was just like, I made it. I put a tweet out where people are just saying stuff that should be getting them blocked right now, but I'm not. I don't. Did do you that. block anybody? I don't. No, I don't block people on on Twitter. I I, I embrace it. I'm not going to respond because you know I have a job and I don't need to be getting into little 
morals <laughs> with people who have one follower. That's that's weird. But I it was like very much like, oh man, this, this feels good. I'm I'm in content now. That's what I was. That, that's what it felt like. But Tuck, now now you can go. What, what were yeah, you Josh, that, I feel like yeah. I might be the last person in the world to to get to ask you this question, but yeah. I've been waiting for quite a while now. Um, I want to know two things. One, what is the uncertainty like? But mostly, what is it like finally as a Steelers fan preparing for a season where you don't have to wonder constantly? I'm just curious, how does it feel to be looking at a backup forever? I forget every time, before you answer that, uh, Josh, every time we invite you on the podcast, I forget how much more difficult editing becomes because there's (laughs) just some stuff that I got to kick out of there. That's my quarterback. and No, it's not. It just isn't anymore. That's my quarterback forever. And guess what? You really actually are quite terrible at... You're never getting a job on this podcast because you're quite terrible at this whole journalism thing because you just keep coming at me with the same thing that I've disproved a million times because you know what Big Ben did? He went and he studied this book right here. He did a lot of studying of this book. And you know what? Big Ben is a man of God now. And guess what? There's somewhere in here. It tells a story of a man who literally went out and killed people. And God took him and made him a disciple. So guess what? Big Ben has been changed. He's a changed man. He's not the same man. We all make flaws when we're young, okay? People make flaws. But guess what? Big Ben, he's my quarterback forever, and he's a changed man. So I never once worried that. I haven't worried about that in a while. He's got like three kids. He's a great role model. Uh, I hate hate to return the journalism what? And you know what? I mean, I'm just saying like – if you could be half the man that Big Ben Roethlisberger is, that would be a pretty great life for you. And I'm sorry that you can't. Like, it's just, he's a great guy. Um, I had the privilege of seeing him play his final home game at Heinz Field. There's no athlete that um, loves a city more than Ben Roethlisberger loves Pittsburgh. And there's no city that loves an athlete more than Pittsburgh loves Big Ben Roethlisberger. And... As far as backup quarterbacks go, your favorite quarterback's Tim Tebow. I mean, like, <laughs> uh, ooh, <laughs> like, yeah, he had one moment where the Steelers sucked and they lost to a backup quarterback. But like, I'll tell you what, something awfully backwards just happened right there. You, you, br- you bring up the the Book of God, the Bible, yeah, and then you and I then you slam Tim Tebow in the I next. Slam Tim Tebow. Tebow. He, he failed to slam Tim Tebow because what he's what uh, I, no, I want to remind the listeners what he's talking about is when Tim Tebow threw an absolute dime on the run yes. to Demarius Thomas to beat who Josh the Pittsburgh Steelers yes. and not just beat them but eliminate them from the playoffs, yes. take another potential Super Bowl away. Yeah. the changed man, Ben Roethlisberger. And I agree with you yeah. that he is a changed man. And that's that's kind of why I'm asking this question right now. Because the Ben Roethlisberger that we all know and love, the younger man that you're talking about, well, he doesn't exist because Ben Roethlisberger is a changed man, and he's changed to where he's not playing football anymore. Yeah. So I want to know how it feels to be going into a season not just not having to worry about your QB, but also wondering, hey, are we going to have a QB that might come run faster than, you know, a child's golf cart, a little tyke's car? I mean, this is the first season that I've ever worried about a quarterback. Do you know how many people would literally, like, 
there are a lot of fans out there that would actually probably cut off one of their appendages to have a franchise quarterback for 18 years, and you don't have to worry about it. I mean, he gave 18, yeah. Kellen has never seen anything but backup quarterbacks until Justin Fields. Oh, uh, Kellen saw sexy Rexy, baby. I okay, wait, yeah. Hold on one who second. Went, not, who not Rex Kellen, Horseman, but I had Jay Cutler and Mitch yeah, Trubisky. Okay? You had smoke in Jay Cutler and Mitch Trubisky. And hey, let's not insult Mitch no. too much because I've heard some Mitch to Pittsburgh rumors here. He might be the truth for you in a couple no, of years. And ago. I I'm embracing this. Like, whatever. I I'm one of the few people in the world that can literally only remember winning in my life. That's fair. Like, That's there's fair. not a lot of people, and Big Ben did that. I get people hate him. He's one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever do it, like literally ever. I mean, there's not many people better than him, and everyone gets old at some point. Like, uh, age, age is undefeated. As a huge as Muhammad Ali is my idol, age is undefeated. But I guess my real question here is. If you had five seconds to say the name of who you expect to start the first game of the season for the Pittsburgh Steelers, what would that name be? Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett. Okay. You All heard right. it. You, you heard it here first. You heard it here months ago, actually. But also, yeah. there is one thing I need recognition for before okay. we get any farther. I came on this podcast for my second ever time on last year. I believe it was in March, maybe late February. Mid-March, I believe. Actually, no, I'm sorry, it was in April. It was right after Baylor National Title. And I said my prediction. What was that? It was April 25th. April 25th. And on that show, I predicted, what did I predict, Kellen, for the World Series? Yeah. I predicted that the Atlanta Braves would win the World Series. Someone doesn't listen to the podcast because we definitely said that somewhere around the World Series. No, I listened, but I wasn't here to be recognized for it. I'm here today yeah, for you to recognize my greatness publicly. I, I'll, t- I'll tell you what, if, you, if you're looking for us to recognize you, your, your take, you, you, come, you come to the wrong place, my friend. We, would, you we not have said, would you not have said that any other year? Absolutely not. I, I would have not said that at all. But here's what I will say. The year before would I have said that in 2020 and the COVID year? Yes. But in 2019 would I have said that? No. In 2018 would I have said it? No. Not in 2017. And in fact... I wouldn't have said that any time from 2005 to 2020. Okay. Um, I I do want to circle back to football because we were talking about franchise quarterbacks, and this is a quarterback who is making some big headlines lately. A dear, uh, not friend, uh, but. We're familiar with him, me, me, all of us. Uh, Aaron Rodgers yeah. is vi- being extremely cryptic right now. Closer than a friend, Aaron Rodgers. Nobody nobody knows what his plans are for next season. And um, I hate him. I truly can't stand him because today he decided, you know what, I'm going on the Pat McAfee show. Great show. Uh, I have an announcement to make. And his announcement was that I have no announcement to make. And he's truly becoming the LeBron James of the NFL right now, and that he just needs absolutely all the attention all the time. Uh, he put out this Instagram post the other day thanking all his Packers teammates, thanking Shailene Woodley, uh, which seems like uh, kind of, I don't know, wanting, wanting her back. That's, that's Dude, they're totally back together on another uh, note. But. You think they're back together? She was in, you could hear her in the background. 
Jesus, that was fast. Uh, so, <laughs> but anyways, uh, yeah, Aaron Rodgers <laughs> stirring up all sorts of mayhem. Uh, my, my take is I think this is going to really drag out. He's going to really take a lot of the attention. I hope he doesn't end up in Green Bay. I truly He's have no to. idea what's going to, what's going to happen. That, that post with, uh, with him. In between, or it was him, it was, uh, it was Devontae Adams and Randall Cobb in a picture, and he always stands between them, and he wasn't there in that picture that he posted on Instagram. Some people were reading into that, uh, so we'll, we'll see what happens. He's gone. He's, he's staying there, and he's gonna haunt the Bears forever. I'm sorry, I hate to break it to you, but this is just, it really is just setting up to me for this to end up being, he's trying to make as many people pissed off at him as possible. So that he can kind of have like a revenge tour season, sort of like, you know, how for years Tom Brady played the victim so that he could have success because that's just what he gets off to. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers is trying to set up a similar scenario where like, okay, maybe he's broken up, maybe he's not. That would be another failed relationship in the last couple years for him. Um, failed engagements, actually, I think. Two failed engagements in like three years, that's pretty bad. <laughs> and <laughs> just kick so, the man. So he's just, you know, I think he's going to get angry and Chicago needs to watch it because you, you can't bury him before he's actually dead. Like you can't pull a whole uh, kill Bill situation and have Aaron Rodgers come back and just. Oh, yeah. The the grave the grave's I'm not saying. there yet. There's nothing to dance on. So I I I'm I'm staying very safe because I like if he stays in Green Bay and then once again dominates the Bears. There's already like too much smack that I've talked where it's going to come back to bite me. I don't need to deal with any more of that at this point. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna keep my mouth shut mostly. I'll say that I still can't stand the guy and can't stand the Packers, but. Really, that's I, I don't know what else to say on the situation. Yeah. I mean, Tuck, Tuck, what are your thoughts there? So I, I kind of agree. I think he will be staying with the Packers, but I think there's going to be a catch to that. Um, I, I think the Packers are going to make him number one priority over Devontae Adams, over anybody else, which understandable. Um, and I think he will get locked in, and then they will immediately lose Devontae Adams. And I think that that will be the the slow, painful death, the final nail in the coffin of Aaron Rodgers. He will play out the rest of his years in Green Bay without a star receiver. Um, I think they could franchise him, though, right? No, this is what's going to happen. Um, Devontae Adams is going to be gone. Okay. And Aaron Rodgers will have to play without his guy. He'll be pissed off. He'll attempt this revenge tour, I think, that Josh is talking about, but... I mean, I see a record number of interceptions for him next year oh, yeah. without Devontae Adams. All right, let's take our second break. We'll be back with more of the show, so stay, so stay tuned. NFL Analysis Network is your one-stop source for coverage of all 32 teams. We provide in-depth analysis, news, and opinions about all things football. Since you're online anyway, check out NFLanalysis.net. Elevation 5280 Sports exclusive new teammate on the gridiron. There's nothing better than sitting in your local barber shop talking sports with everyone. We understood the, the, the sacrifices that we were making. We understood the condition and the, and the landscape that we were going into along with the bubble. And Sorry, not with LeBron James. 
Join Daryl Lane with special guest host Kenny Stem from 24-7 Sports on Barbershop Sports Talk. Every Monday evening at 8 Mountain, it'll be like you're back in the chair getting a fresh cut. One of these teams, Kenny, is going to be out of the playoffs. We are going to have, Kenny, a 10-win team not in the playoffs. When I tell you that, how crazy is that, team? That we can have a team with 10 wins not make the playoffs. Yeah, yeah it's, really, it's really crazy. It's really sad for a team that's going to have 10 wins and going to be on the outside looking at, you know, the uh, NFL went about it having an additional team this year qualify for the playoffs at seven teams per conference. It's supposed to be easier to make the playoffs and this year it looks like it's, it's harder to make the playoffs, especially in the AFC. I mean, realistically, you know, looking at the schedule, be talking about a team being left out with 11 wins next week. 11. Once again, catch Barbershop Sports Talk every Monday evening at 8, only on Elevation5280sports.com. Careful. Careful. It's tough to breathe up here. This segment on Elevation 5280 Sports is brought to you by the NFL Analysis Network, your one-stop source for all 32 teams. Aside from NFL news, I got I got a little bit of NBA news here. We had the All-Star Game. Dunk contest was boring. All-Star Game was terrible. It's really just kind of the same old story. I mean, some people like watching the All-Star Game. I'm not going to completely, ba- completely bash that. But the, to me, the big news in the NBA is uh, LeBron once again saying he's open to return to Cleveland. As soon as, you know, the team gets good again, he says yeah. that. Shocking. Never seen that behavior before. But then threw in a new twist to this, uh, which I thought was really fun. As he said, he wants to play his very last season with his son, Bronny. And I don't know if you know this about Bronny. Uh, he's not that good at basketball. Like, he's better than me. Don't get me wrong. He could beat me one-on-one. But the dude's averaging like five points a game in high school. Like he's not getting, he's getting recruited by the biggest schools because of his name, but not for his talent level. And I think it's really cool that, uh, that his dad is going to get him a job at the highest level in profession, in professional basketball because of, you know, who he is. Isn't that, that, there's clearly nepotism. no rules against nepotism, nepotism. in the NBA, right? Uh, how many years? How many years is that experiment going to work out before? I think I think just one. He said he wants to play his final no. season with his son. How how many years is Bronny going to be in the league because oh, of LeBron? One. In the league, I think three. How many do I think oh. he'll play? I think he'll fully start that season with his dad. I think he will be a starter, a sixth man, a role player at least, getting now, ten ten I mean, minutes a game that season with his dad. Now my other question is. We know LeBron does not really have a high tolerance for people who aren't good. <laughs> um, yeah, is he going to so cut his own son to make room for a... play with his own son? <laughs> he, how about he's... this? How about we think about this? We've seen, we've seen LeBron get heated very few times in his career, all right? Yeah. We've seen players like LeBron get heated around him and for him many times in his career. What would the look be for Bronny and LeBron to be halfway into their season? The team's doing terrible. Bronny's getting a lot more play time than he should. He's just getting destroyed out there. And LeBron turns around and screams something or says something or throws something on this you know, on the side of the court, off court there. And we have on ESPN the next morning, LeBron just giving his kid the business in the middle of the court or somebody hitting Bronny for being bad. That would be the greatest thing in the world. So, Josh, I thought 
you raised a really interesting point right there with, uh, I mean, I did, you just, I, what, what you said, Josh, just got me extremely excited for what's going to happen when, when Bronny enters the league because LeBron James is the GM of every team that yeah. he's been on. Uh, that's, that's a fact. Okay. So wherever he goes, first off, we're going to get, we might get another the decision, which is exciting. So every team's going to feel like they can get him because every team's going to be like, oh, we'll t- Charlotte. They'll be like, oh, we'll take Bronny. Who cares? We're terrible anyways. Let's just get some season tickets going here. Oh, maybe not Charlotte is your best example because Michael Jordan's the owner. Uh, different, <laughs> weird. Uh, but also, wherever he goes, midway through the season, like every season, there's going to be media attention. They're going to be like, who are they going to trade for? And he, by this time, he's going to have the full banana boat team. Dwayne Wade's going to be out of retirement. Chris Paul is going to be broken, sitting on the end of the bench. Melo is still going to be in the league, uh, just holding Chris Paul's injured fingers, and they're they're going to be there. And LeBron's going to look at the end of the bench. So there's going to be Melo, Dwayne Wade, Chris Paul, and Bronny, and the decision's going to need to be made as he as he sheds a single tear. Which one of these go? And I don't know if you know this. There's been a movie made about this already. What's more important to LeBron, family or legacy? That movie's called Space Jam 2, okay? And in Space Jam 2, at first he chose legacy, but he backtracked, chose family. What's he going to do this time? Is he honest in the movies? Is he the same person that he portrays uh, throughout the entire media landscape? What's going to happen? So many questions are going to be answered his last season. Is he a family man? Does he care about legacy? Can he make the Charlotte Hornets a good basketball team? I mean, we got to wait a couple years to get that, but man, yeah. I just got really excited. It's it, there's going to be a Space Jam three is essentially what I'm saying. It's really it's really fun. I mean, are you guys excited for that? I I know I'm I, ready. I don't know if I'm as excited as you because that was a very very detailed fantasy you got into there. Well, you literally really said that thing. Quickly. You, you I said that, you, you said I that and it was like, and... <laughs> it was like, like different dimensions of my brain were unlocked right there. I was like, whoa, this is going to get convoluted real fast. Like galaxy brain, not thinking uh, about <laughs> <laughs> Dude, this, man, this, this man and Aaron Rodgers are just running laps in my head at all times. It's sad how much real estate they owned in my, they own in my mind at all times. It's, it's truly, uh, I don't know if it's pathetic or not, but well, whatever. Uh, with that, I mean, any other sports news? But we're going to jump into a draft here on, on today's episode. It's pretty yeah. exciting stuff. Uh, do you, you guys want to get into the draft? Yeah, let's close with our draft. Okay. So uh, in honor of uh, Juwan Howard, uh, you know, throwing that slap, our, our draft is going to be our favorite in-game coach moment. So... Moments that stick out to us that coaches have had, managers, what, what, what be it. Yeah. Uh, but it can't involve, you know, an interview or a press conference, something like that. So something that they did. Uh, because we've kind of done our favorite interview moments already. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of coaches there. We don't want too much overlap. So that, that's, that's what we're going with. And with that, uh, we'll give the first pick to our guest and we'll do, how many rounds do you guys want to make this? Four or five? Four. Four? We'll make it a four-round four. draft, and then we'll Jeez. dump the list afterwards. All right. We All go. Right. So, Tuck, you're up first. 
Yeah, I, I feel like the one-one is pretty obvious. Um, probably the best coach moment of all time in any sport ever. Uh, Phil Wellman, Braves minor league coach, going absolutely insane. That's where my mind was at, actually. I, I had that on yeah. my list. I know what you're Going absolutely about. insane. Man rushes out on a ball strikes call on a home plate, throws his hat at the umpire's feet, kicking dirt everywhere. When he gets ejected, he decided that he's going to run and steal second base, then army crawl from second base to the back of the pitcher's mm-hmm. mound, grenade toss the rosin back, run to third base, pick up the base, take it with him as he leaves the stadium. Uh, just absolutely insane scene. Probably the best ejection of all time. Easily the best on-field moment of all time. So got to go Phil Wellman 1-1, baby. Yeah, that, I mean, to me, that's that's an excellent 1-1 pick. The fact that it, it, so many people remember that and he's a minor league guy is yeah. pretty special. The the guy got so triggered. triggered. He had PTSD that took him back to Nam. I mean, that's oh, yeah, yeah. Was, in, no, in the middle of a baseball awesome. show. That, that's, uh, that's and to be fair, his grenade toss went from behind the mound, just laying on his stomach, to right on top of home plate. I mean, the accuracy yeah. was insane. Oh, an excellent form. I mean, it was a good army crawl, too. Uh, yeah. You know, dude still looked like he could get it done. Uh, Josh, you want to go next? Sure. I'm going to have to go with Bob Knight. Just mm. yeah. meltdown. I, I thought you were going to take two, so you could have that one. But just a meltdown, throwing chairs, everything, legendary. Um, everyone's seen it. One of the one of the most well-known coach moments ever. I think, I think that clip got shown in just about every single one of my sport management classes during my undergrad. All-time moment. So, yeah, that's a great one. It's it's one of those ones that has lived on through pop culture too. Like yeah. you saw it happen in Parks and Rec. That that was yeah, that was cool. So it, it's uh that that's a great one. That's that, that's a top meltdown of all time. Bob Knight, one of the most fiery coaches of all time. So that was on my list as well. Uh, so with my pick, I'm taking my personal favorite. It's Coach K pretending to pass out in the middle of a game. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's one of my favorite gifts. It's just him l- realizing yeah. we're losing and him just yeah. falling <laughs> to prob- the ground. We can probably do an entire draft just on Coach K's moment himself. Yeah. I'm, you, you have no idea how excited I am for March Madness to tweet out for the last time after yeah. Duke loss the Coach K gif. And it's going to be all over Twitter. I'm going to like every single tweet that I see that, that has – I don't care how uncreative it is. It's 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 a great gift, and uh, it really shows Coach K's character. If I'm not about to win, I need an excuse for why I'm not about to win because this cannot be put on me. And yeah. uh, that's that's him in a nutshell, really. Uh, I, I I got the turnaround here. Mm-hmm. So uh, with my next pick, I'm gonna one up Juwan Howard here and take Woody Hayes, who actually successfully punched a player. Um, he connected on the punch, kept his fist closed the whole time. Ohio State football coach against against Clemson. Clemson player, give him the business, just throat punches him, gives him a nice little falcon punch to the throat. Great. I mean, he got fired for sure for doing that. And he's like, he, he's one of those guys that's like a legendary coach, but it's just like even even that, they can't, they can't save your job right there. I think the only coach that could get away with that is Saban. I, th- I sincerely think Saban can punch a player and get away with it one time, but it only works once. Yes, yeah, probably. But I mean, 
man, a coach actually punching yeah. a player. Wild, wild. Uh, Josh, you're back up. Yeah, my number two is going to be Coach Bill Cowher. Um, one of the all-time, I don't know how, in, in Pittsburgh, this is one of the most famous moments ever, gets upset about an official's call, goes over, because this is before all the tablets and everything that Brady smashes, goes over and gets the paper copies of the cameras, like showing the formation, goes up to the ref, grabs him by the jersey, pulls him in, starts screaming at him, and shoves the papers, showing that he was correct and the ref was wrong, making the call into the ref's pocket. Um, like, like that. It, you have everything. You have his massive chin, him just spitting all over the place. Like, and then the fact, like you mentioned, players that are going to get away with, or coaches that could get away with punching a player. I mean, he grabbed an official by the jersey and just <laughs> and pulled him in so he could shove papers down um, his throat essentially. So not a lot of coaches get away with that. It was a great. Great coaching meltdown. So that, the ref had the whole time. I'd be like, yeah. "Yes, sir, Mr. Cower. I'm yeah. sorry, Mr. Cower. The, yeah. I, won't, I won't let it happen again, Mr. Cower. I would be, I would be scared to death yeah. if he was screaming in my face. That guy. Oh my gosh. All right, let's take our last break. We'll be back to wrap up the show. So stay tuned. Missed anything during the week from our live shows? Maybe a hot take or hilarious exchange? A groundbreaking opinion or money-making prediction? The BLL is, I'm pretty sure, going to eliminate the MLL very shortly. If not this season, probably next season. Work on getting another receiver right now. Yeah, another offensive lineman. Joker was totally out the picture. Because when he's out there, he's like a sack of potatoes. No worries, we've got you covered. Head on over to Elevation5280sports.com and click on the Shows tab. Or to Mixcloud and search Elevation5280 Sports and all of our podcasts are right there at your fingertip. For those listeners who didn't feel that, we just had another one, baby. Elevation5280sports.com. Careful, it's tough to breathe up here. This segment on Elevation 5280 Sports is brought to you by Wix.com. Creating a website has never been easier. Uh, Tuck, you got two picks right here. Yeah, yeah, I got the turn again. Y'all got solid picks there. Um, two, I mean, two first rounders really is what I got lined up here back to back. First, Pedro Martinez of the Red Sox, uh, absolutely body slamming Don Zimmer. <laughs> yes, um, yes. I feel like this has to be there, has to be talked about. Uh, two men, 60 plus, gonna go hammer it out on the first baseline. <laughs> and Pedro Martinez just slammed Don Zimmer to the ground. Absolutely got the best of him. It's not uh, even like like like. Sorry to catch you off, but it, that's so funny because Joe Buck got so unreasonably upset at Pedro <laughs> Martinez yep. for that. And it's like Don Zimmer was like screaming at him, and then the most obvious bull rush of all time. He doesn't try to sneak attack him. I mean, give Don Zimmer credit. He wants to fight clean. He's not going to throw a sucker punch or yeah. anything at Pedro yeah. Martinez. But Pedro Martinez is also 40 years younger than you, dude, and in the prime of his career. And he just sidesteps him, kind of just smacks him in the back of the head, and Don Zimmer crumbles. And it's, that's it. I mean, it's, it's, it's hilarious. It is the, is the picture-perfect definition of a glass cannon right there. Like you were saying, he was ready to go full bore in, but a little slip by Pedro. I mean, maybe the guy should have been a boxer. Who knows? Slipped yeah. it, came around behind, and then immediately yeah. Don Zimmer's on the ground. Um, oh, yeah. So, that's, yeah, like I said, really, that's, a, that's a really one. a round one pick. And then another third round one pick essentially here. 
Now, this is a bit more of a new age one. Um, Josh, I know you're still learning your Baylor fandom, so you might not be as used to this. But uh, the absolute slap in the face, just the total humiliation of Oklahoma, of the coach of Oklahoma, of its fans, of their players, by Dave Aranda purposely calling a timeout with students ready to rush the field so that we would rush the field early and get to rush it twice, rush the field right before they can kick, um, yeah, right before we can kick to celebrate the win with three seconds on the clock still. Ballsy move by Dave Aranda, willing to pay the fine, but uh, completely destroyed Oklahoma. I mean, there is nothing left of that program simply because of that move by Dave Aranda. Uh, when, the, when the Bears were able to take the field again after, after that rush to finish out in three seconds, he doubled down, decided to kick the field goal anyway, add insult to injury, pour salt in the wound. Um, Oklahoma coach... After years of beating people 60 to nothing and 60 to 6, complained about having us run the score up, so to speak. Um, and, I mean, ever since then, look, we, we ran him out of town. We literally ran him out of town. He's gone. He's not there anymore. The program's in shambles. Uh, so Dave Aranda calling a timeout to single-handedly dismantle the University of Oklahoma. Uh, another round one pick, but I was lucky enough to get in the third. Uh, Tuck, were you on the field to rush? To rush I was. You were on the field. I was on the field for the second rush, not the first. Okay. And I was as well. Just, yes. just so everybody knows. We'll make that clear. Uh, both present at the game, both on the field for the actual rush. So that was uh, yes. exciting. Uh, Josh, I believe you're up again. Yeah. Um, the John Chaney-John Calipari rivalry. Just them boiling over, throwing punches. To, I, it's great. Yeah. It's, it's just great. It's an all-time. Yeah. Uh, that uh, yeah, I, I I love that. That's uh, any, anytime like coaches fight, and those are two just like East Coast dudes, yeah. like different kinds of East Coast. Like Cal Perry's a freaking gabagool, and uh, mob fan base of the week. Yeah, mob once again. Congratulations, fan. Actually, I got a different fan base of the week this week. It's a it's a doozy. Oh, um, yeah, we'll 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 do that quickly. But um, yeah, that's it. That's a good one. Uh, that was that was a really good rivalry. Two between yeah. those two, so I like that. Two. I have two here. Uh, I got to go college basketball again. It's, it feels like college basketball coaches just have the best ones, and uh, really, Bobby Hurley did it again tonight. This isn't my pick, but just so everybody knows, Bobby Hurley got a technical foul tonight, and then hyped up the fans, and I got an- another technical for hyping up the fans that got thrown out of the game. And <laughs> I thought that was funny. He's it's just so Bobby Hurley right there. Uh, but my actual pick is uh, Jim Beheim, just raw dogging piss pants. I mean, just <laughs> yeah. pee, dude, dude just peed his pants and just coached an entire game with. And it's like, it's not like he was wearing he was wearing a suit, but he was wearing khakis with that suit. Unfortunately, yeah. uh, so it was very obvious that he peed himself, and he just oh, yeah. stood there, took it like a man, like a champ. Uh, it's there's really not a better guy that that could have happened to where it's just like this guy needs to face the humiliation of standing an entire game with pee in his pants because he's just an awful person. He's oh. such a bad guy. Yeah, uh, I totally agree. And I don't. There's another like uh, one where I could go with like bodily fluids sort of thing here. I don't know if I should or if I should make fun of Josh in this situation. I'm gonna have to go with the the German national team coach for soccer. Uh, he is notorious for 
He's done this a couple times. He's picked his nose on the sidelines. Yep. There's yep. no standard behavior. But what is truly baffling is on multiple occasions, this man has stuck his down, stuck his hand down his pants, scratched his butt, and then smelt mm. and licked those fingers. They were in his pants. That's not on it. multiple occasions. This man has done that. So, you know, fool me once. Shame on you, but that that dude's. I, it's just. It seems to be a theme, recurring behavior. Yeah. Maybe we need to get him and Odell in a room together, just talk about feces um, and air it all out. I don't know what needs to happen, but they need to get it out of their system. Right. Don't let them rent a hotel room together, though, because you're going to be paying for that thing. That's just. There's, they're going to leave a mess that cannot be unmade. So sorry. Right. Uh, Josh, back to you. Yeah, I'm going to go with Chris Clark. He was a. Uh, minor league hockey coach. I can't remember what league it was, but got very upset at an official's call. Pulled out sunglasses, put them on, grabbed a stick, and pretended to be a blind man, and walked all over the ice, yelling at the officials for being wrong. Um, just caused a complete scene, an all-time hockey scene. Um, we do have a lot of basketball coaches on here. My list is, I have an extensive list of just minor league hockey coaches losing their mind and doing crazy stuff so that's mine it's one of my personal favorite moments is just a dude like the fact that he had sunglasses on him on the bench oh he was ready for that moment yeah (laughs) he was was ready to go there and degrade an official that's really what does it for me because like an ice rink is one of the last places you're bringing sunglasses to especially if you're a coach uh, well, not if you're playing an outdoor yeah. game in California and they don't, they're unprepared that, for that. That is true. Yeah. We, the NHL is not, it wasn't the NHL, but the NHL is not very good at, uh, the sun. They've no. not figured out the sun yet. So. Enemy, en- <laughs> public enemy number one of the NHL <laughs> is sunshine. I think I got the last pick yes. here. Um, a lot like your, uh, Coach K passing out. Um, this is really two instances from our, our favorite uh, bar hopping coach, Urban Meyer. Um, once in Florida, once at Ohio State, where he fakes a heart attack yeah. on yep. national TV. Um, both times, a horrible acting job. He did not get any better in the five years between the two. Grabs his chest first on the, le- on the wrong side, on the right side first. Then he starts grabbing the left side. Then he fakes a seizure in one arm. Then he starts telling people about it, and then he sits down for a second. And then as soon as they score a touchdown, his heart attack magically stops. Yeah, yeah. Um, very interesting moment. I'm, I'm glad that he's okay now. You know, at least his yeah. fingers are good enough to find their way under some skirts nowadays. Um, so I'm glad he's figured it out. But, uh, yeah, Urban Meyer faking two heart attacks yeah. in five years is, is definitely up there for me. I mean, he's just brave enough to do what we can't, really, uh, because we all want to, like, I mean, when the when the Bears lose and I have to show up to work the next day, I'd rather be dead because I know I'm going to hear about it. And it's just like, why can't I just pretend that I had a heart yeah. attack and go to the hospital and have people feel bad for me instead? That seems like the perfect That's solution. Fair. Yeah. So... Uh, I think that wraps up our draft. We're a yeah. lot of solid picks there. I mean, do you guys want to uh, say some of the things that didn't quite make the make the draft here? I got a couple uh, here uh, for you, Josh. I was potentially going to go with Mike Tomlin, uh, looking at the video board uh, as the <laughs> hey, players hey, running down just, the sideline. 
he he's a football guy. He just really enjoys watching as much film as possible. I mean, yeah. You give it it's it really like it's just a dude being a dude. I mean, like you can if I give you a phone to watch a game on or I give you a giant like 100 foot TV, what are you going to look at, Kellen? I mean, you're going to look at the TV like you're just yeah. drawn to it. Men are just drawn to bigger screens. That's I mean, science. I don't you, make the rules. When you put but, it that way, I don't know if you should be on the field, you know, necessarily a, watching the game. That, that might be a, uh, That is an all that is an all-time moment. That Very was common that, moment. That's so funny. I mean, it was it, bad. But it, was funny. it just doesn't. And the best part about that is like, that was an extremely big game, and it was against the Ravens. Like that wasn't just any game where it just maybe happens. That was like, yeah, deciding the division, prime time. Everyone's watching against the Ravens when both teams were good. It was <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, some some other ones that I have is uh, Sean Payton getting tackled and tearing his ACL the year yep. after Bounty Gate. That was pretty funny. Tommy Lasorda with the Philly Fanatic. Yep. Uh, Jeff Van Gundy uh, when there was a fight in a Knicks game, he just grabs a player's leg and is just like being carried <laughs> around the court like like a little five year old. That that's just a hilarious visual to me. Uh, Terry Collins after the year after. Uh, Chase Utley broke one of his players' legs in the playoffs. They uh, throw they throw at Chase Utley the very first pitch, and he's just getting into it with an ump. And he's like, "You gotta let us throw at him. You gotta give us a chance." And, it's just, <laughs> and the ump the whole time is like, "Terry, Terry, Terry." And it's just, I'm so glad they had him mic'd up for that. It was really great. Yeah. And uh, Bobby Valentine getting ejected from a game and mm-hmm. then sneaking back in with just a fa- the worst fake mustache of all time and still managing the game is funny. Uh, and that's pretty much all I got. Oh, and Jason Kidd uh, telling his player to hit him so that he could spill water on the floor and get an extra timeout. Those, that's that's what I have on my list. Uh, you guys got any extras there? Josh, you got anything? Yeah, I mean, just uh, Joe McCulloch stripping at home plate after demonstrating how um, the slide actually went in. The Devils coach, his name was Jim. I can't remember his last name. But the only reason this made it is it was in the hallway after – because the NHL, again, didn't figure out how to like have multiple tunnels and not have teams and officials going out the same place after heated games and stuff. He told the, he told the refs um, he, he was calling them fat, essentially, and closed it with, go have another donut, you fat pig. Um, so that, <laughs> that was an all-time soundbite. Um, and I think that's really just... There's so many baseball ones where they just like they strip at home plate or they steal a base, so... All those and like basketball throwing the benches. That's kind of played out, and it's Bob Knight's thing. So I mean, yeah, yeah. that's what I got. There's a million baseballs, like you said. I don't know basketball as much, so I can't say there. Um, but the one more I had. If we're talking about greatest coaches moments, doesn't mean just fights. Uh, I once again have uh, ice cold Dave Aranda after winning a Big 12 championship, uh, having the Gatorade cooler dumped on him, and the man never breaking stride, never changing face. Yeah. Terminator style, walking dead ahead like nothing happened, uh, not smiling a single time after the first time in Baylor's history. So uh, I had that up there. I might be slightly biased, maybe that's breaking the rules of the podcast there. But, yeah, uh, we, we stay unbiased here. Talk, so come on, figure. That's it. that's my bad. All right, well that's our draft. That's our show. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye.
streaming live on your computer and on your smartphone. Check out Elevation5280sports.com for all the information you need. Download the apps, put in the link, and you're good to go on the go. Elevation5280sports.com. Careful. It's tough to breathe up here.